Welcome to Heart, Hustle, and Humor, a show for dedicated, hardworking, fun entrepreneurs and business owners who want to build a business bigger than their own satisfaction. We all know heart got you started, hustle made it happen, and humor got you through it. This is the only place you can get inspired and motivated by my guests who are using the trifecta of heart, hustle, and humor in their business. It's time to dream higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Media Services. Kaleidoscope Media Services helps professionals scale their business by adding digital products for success. I'm your host, Dr. T. Welcome to another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. I'm your host, Dr. T. All right, everybody. Today's guest has been on my list of people to invite for over a year. Then I had the opportunity to meet Liz Swatek at She Angels Foundation. And we'll touch on She Angels Foundation because we're both members in a little bit, but I have to tell you all about Liz. Liz is the CEO of Warrior Women Inc., a seven-figure personal growth business founded upon women unleashing their inner warrior and becoming the most powerful versions of themselves. She is the creator of the Warrior Women Mastermind, a transformational program bringing women together across the country, and she is the host of the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast, which is globally ranked in the top 1.5%. And a person after my own heart, Liz travels all over the world speaking, healing, and empowering women to lean into their limitless possibility and reclaim their power. Liz, welcome to the studio today. I mean, that is quite an introduction. I am thrilled to be here with you, Dr. T. Oh yeah, we're going to have some fun today. Yes, we're going to have a great Well, listen, I know that you are all about heart and you are really using your heart and intuition and, and soul to run your business. What made you get there? What made you take that armor down and really start to begin this journey? Ooh, that is a question. I think it was complete and total unhappiness. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was being on the floor and going, what is this? Is this all there is? There's got to be more than this. But really, like that's what it was. I was turning 49 and I was a year from 50 and I was like, I am not happy. Like, I am not happy with anything. I'm not happy with my husband right now. I'm not happy with my kids. I'm not happy with my job. I'm not happy. I'm like, God, I'm not happy with anything right now. And so I just took a hard look at some things. And in that process, launched my podcast just because people had said like, oh, you'd be so good at having a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I was like, oh my God, how do you even find one on your phone? I don't even know. I'm not the biggest tech person. This yeah. is not easy, but I did that. And in doing that, I started interviewing these women. You know, we teach what we want to learn, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm over here interviewing these women and they're telling me all these amazing stories of like things they've been through and how they are resilient and they get back up and they get knocked down and they, you know, they're paving new ways and they're pioneers. And I'm thinking, Yes, that's what I want to be. I want to be a pioneer. I want to do something that feels like it's so meaningful and so full of purpose that I jump out of my bed yeah. every single morning. Right. And then that's what happened. I had a woman on my podcast and we had a great conversation and she was having a retreat. I didn't even really know who she was. Her name is Tracy Litt. 
And I had Tracy Little on the podcast and signed up for her coaching program and boom, the rest is history. But really it was because I was so miserable that I was willing to put anything on the table Right. Basically to get rid of it or change it. Cause I was like, well, what I'm doing is not working obviously. So something's yeah. got to change. I think that is so many people. And what happens is we get into it and we're living it and we don't even realize it until it just keeps going and going and going. And then you look around and you go, what is it all about? And I love that about you and your candidness. Cause I was there when I worked for corporate, it just got to the point where I was so unhappy and I wasn't living my true self. My values were starting to waver. I mean, it was just a whole confusion. The work you're doing, it goes beyond just this mental conversation. It goes more into you're helping them rewrite their stories and discover their gifts. What is that like? What are you doing there to help them? First of all, I think it's funny when we think about kind of rewriting our story or doing any type of mindset work or working on ourselves at all, we kind of don't want to put money towards that. You'll buy a gym membership. You'll buy a trip to freaking Mexico. But I'm like, hey, come and pay for your personal growth. And people, oh, no, no. I'm like, okay, how about you skip some of these trips and you actually put money into that? Because the searching of that, think about your computer, right? Right. How often do we update our computers? All the time. Our phones, you have to- All the time. When's the last time we updated our programming? And I'm not just talking about mindset work because mindset work is topical. I help people literally reprogram their subconscious minds. People have such, excuse my French, mind fuckery mm-hmm. about money, relationships. That's the reason why I certified as this kind of coach, because I have done all the personal growth. I have done the Tonys and the Robins and the Glennons and the Doyles and all the things. I've done it all. Yeah. For 21 years, I've done personal growth. Never had I found a program like this that actually has tangible tools, tangible results. That's what I wanted for people. So when I take people into this kind of program and I show them these tools and we start unraveling, they're almost kind of shocked. Like, oh my God, I didn't know I had this limiting belief. I was just walking around as if it was so. But when we start questioning things, is that really true about me? Really very few things are truth. There are things that are true, right? Mm. But truth, truth is the sky is blue. You know, I have two dogs. You have dogs. Those are truth. But is everything truth? No, there's not the truth about us. So, you know, we've accepted certain things. Oh, I'm not good with money. We've just accepted that as truth. That's not truth, right? That can be changed. So when women start to realize they can rewrite their stories and I teach them like how to kind of help their minds like reprogram, that's when they get really excited. Because then, of course, the universe aligns and the money starts flowing in and they're so confused. They're like, oh my God, how did this happen? It's because you changed. It's because (laughs) because you're not showing up at all the same way. You're showing up with such joy and exuberance. The money is just a secondary thing. It's just flowing to you because you're just in this joy. You know, you're joyful to be in gratitude. And don't you find that when we spend the money for ourselves, we update our programming, that work is actually easier than some of the struggles that we fight. Like we're constantly fighting, like, why did this happen to me? Why did this? I find that the work becomes so easy and natural. I mean, how are you finding people kind of stepping into that realm of, yes, I need help? 
I think it's really hard for women to ask for help. I, I myself definitely have things about that where you just think, what does this mean about me? We want to make things mean something about us, which they really don't mean anything at all. We're the ones assigning the meaning to everything, right? So we could, yes. if you're going to make it mean something, make it mean something good, right? Right. But asking for help is a really big way that I see women up-leveling themselves. Once you are willing to say, and by the way, people are delighted to help. When people ask for help, I'm delighted. Right. Why don't you delight me? So I don't think they realize it's not a burden. You're delighting the other person by asking for this help because then they get to go into their zone of genius, their expertise and help. Yes. It's wonderful. So I feel like women are starting to realize that they have to put themselves back on the list. They have to put themselves at the top of the list. And part of that is enough of the manicures. I get what the people think that's self-care, but it's really not self-care. Like manicures and pedicures and vacations, that's all great. And wine, I love all these things. But that is not true self-care. That is not really pouring into yourself. And once they start it, they can't stop. Yeah. And I think this goes right to what you've said before is that you believe in the power of the group because it's the rising tides lift the boats. And I see you working with women in that capacity that if I'm better, you're better, she's better, and we all rise together. And you're kind of doing that in a lot of your work, bringing people together in your mastermind. So tell me a little bit more about the work you do in your mastermind group. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. There's nothing more powerful than reflective work because I can be in the room with you and you tell me, Teresa, you say, oh my God, I was like going to kill my sister because she was doing this to me. And I felt like I was in this toxic dance. And all of a sudden I go, oh crap, me too. There's nothing more powerful than a woman has been in your exact same situation and you're just over there watching her spin out and you're going, oh, that's me. Oh, hi. Hello. Or they're having some like moment about their business and you're like, they're doing the golden handcuff story, your story of golden handcuffs in corporate. And oh, you're yeah. like, cannot preach, cannot preach to you. It's really powerful when you're in a reflective group. And I curate these masterminds really, really specifically. They're small. If you tell me you're going to do one, I create the experience that I think you need to have based on what you're telling me you want to have in your life. If you want to get out of corporate and you feel like you're stuck in the golden handcuffs, you're damn right. I'm going to stick somebody in there who's already been on that journey or is in that journey with you. And you, you guys are going to hold space for each other while you figure it out. So that to me is the power of a group, but also the power of a, a highly curated mastermind yeah. to kind of make you go further faster. Right. Oh, further faster. That's exactly what it does. Again, investing in yourself. And part of this for you and I, we are members of the She Angel Foundation. I have to just bring it up because both of us are so passionate about it. And for the audience, the She Angels gives grants to female-founded nonprofit organizations that provide mentorship, funding, and resources to a diverse portfolio of women and girls' causes. And you and I know Catherine Curry-Williams and Catherine Gray, who are the co-founders. Talk about women who have stepped into their own and had a vision and moved forward. Don't you see a group like that just really lifting up so many people? Oh my God. I, you know, the whole premise of that group that we come together, pool our money, and then we get to give this big check to this female founded 
female run charity is like, to me, the most delicious thing. When you realize how few are funded, how few of these female founded charities are actually funded, the squeaky wheels, these male driven and big corporate charities are, of course, some of these big, huge ones are getting the money, but it's these ones that are starting these grassroots ones that are doing incredible work. And it's so nice to be able to support them. And it's so fun to meet them, you know, and hear like what they're actually doing and they get the check and they're so excited. and. <laughs> right. And then we get to have the bonus of we get to get together and we all like each other. It's it's almost like the best of all worlds just melding together. It is so true. So true. This is our heart. This is our passion. This is what we're doing. But so many people live in the rush, rush, here, there, here, there. And you actually have a belief that there's zero hustle and we can live our life that way. Tell us more. I feel like the hustle is bullshit. I got to be honest. I think that's a very patriarchal, you know, this is kind of also along the lines of the word earn. You got to mm-hmm. earn my trust. I got to earn that money. Yeah. That's very patriarchal. When you meet another woman, you don't have to earn her trust. Women like each other. Women oh. want to support each other. Women are such connectors. I love that Jane Fonda video where she talks about men's friendships versus women, that men oh. sit next to each other, like side by side and watch a movie. Women are face to face. We want to connect. We want to be together. So I think it's along that line too, is that this hustle thing is a very old paradigm where we think we have to work harder and harder to keep up with men, to keep yeah. up with the money, all the things. And I think letting that go and being in a more intuitive space, women are receivers. So being in a more intuitive place to receive things, to be a little more slow and deliberate and calm and connected is really who we are. And when women are in that space, you don't have to hustle. The clients come, the opportunities arise because you are just aligned and chill. Hustling people get kind of turned off. You know, when you're overly in people's face and chasing them down, that's not the energy you want to bring to a situation, right? You want to bring a more receiver's energy and be there and to connect. So I don't think we need to hustle. I think we need to drop the hustle. I agree with you. I think when we use that term, what happens is people fill their calendars, but they're not filling their calendars with meaningful items or projects or tasks that move our businesses forward or our personal lives forward. And I don't know how you make sure you have personal time and you're traveling. I make sure that there's times blocked out in my calendar. Everybody here, all the listeners know my why is because my nieces and nephews, I block time for their games or to take them to dinner or take them to lunch or take them on their trips for their, their sports. How are you able to balance this amazing life, this beautiful business you've built with everything else in your life. Well, I mean, listen, I got the things too, right? I got teenagers, I got a husband, I got two dogs that love to bark. I think it's the new paradigm of success, which is a holistic success. Because really, if you're working your butt off and you're just killing yourself, you know, hours and hours and your calendar is just full and you're overwhelmed and pressured, is that success? To me, that's not success. Success is I don't work two days a week. Success is I get to go to my kids' games, like you're saying, and I have an ease and flow to my life. I don't feel like holistic success really looks like what people think it looks like, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you're allowed to enjoy your life and be successful. And that takes major boundaries, as you know, because Anything and everything will come into your calendar if you let it. So oh, yeah. you really do have to be discerning. And I think that's the beauty of getting older. It's like either a hell yes or a hell no, right? Like, I mean, people invite me <laughs> right. to things and I'm like, that's a hell no. Right. I really have to feel like something's a hell yes. If it's a social thing, it's got to be a hell yes. 
If it's a work thing, it's got to be a hell yes. It's got to be aligned and feel so good to me. It's not about the money. Does it feel good to me? Right. And that's how I kind of roll. And that I think is keeps me out of the busy and the hustle that everybody's so addicted to. Yeah, you're right. It is an addiction. I also find that when I really manage my calendar, create those boundaries, do what you do. I say no to social events. I say no to particular people that want to be my clients. I mean, I'm pretty clear on where I can best provide value and take care of myself at the same time. But I find when I do show up that I'm more present because I've chosen to be there and I'm more focused. Do you agree with that? Oh, God, yeah. And you know what? That's, I think, that whole busyness thing that people are doing when the calendar is really full. There's a certain amount of, like you were saying in the beginning, an armored heart that doesn't want to connect, that doesn't want to be in the presence and the stillness, because you know what? When you're in the stillness, guess what happens? That's when the answers come. Mm. Oh, I don't want to be in this relationship. Mm. Oh, I hate this job. Wow. My kids are really making me crazy. I have to really look at this, right? That's what the stillness brings. And when we're present with another human being, we're feeling connected. And some people want to be busying their way through life. They don't want to connect like that because their hearts are all armored up. That is not a life that I want for me or my kids. So I work hard, like you're saying, to be present and focused. And if I'm going to go somewhere, I want to enjoy it and be with you and present to what I'm doing and feeling and being because that to me just deepens my experience and makes me happy. I have girlfriends that are like, I'll meet you at six because I got this other thing at seven and I got this other thing at nine and I'm going to go to da, da, da. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm not doing that. I want to be where I am. I don't need more than one event in a night. I don't need more than one, uh, even one event in a week. I want to be present to what I'm doing. Yeah. And it doesn't help that you have to drink wine slowly and eat good chocolate. I mean, you got to have time to do that too, right? You got to have time for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk about where humor and levity fall into your life. (laughs) Well, listen, I use it in my coaching. It was so funny. I had this Valentine's Day gathering at the Hotel Bel Air and I invited some friends and I invited some clients. I feel like clients become my friends and my friends become my clients. So this is like, it's an infinity loop. So I kind of melded those two groups together. And the the first thing that one of my clients said to her sister, she brought to this event, she goes, oh my gosh, you're going to love this. She curses all the time. And I do curse. I like cursing. But my point is, you know, I don't think personal growth has to be such a slog. I think people think that they're going to get into personal growth and work on themselves and it's going to be depressing. That's not the brand I sell. I love to go deep. I want to really get in there and help. But also we laugh, we curse, we're inappropriate. We say all the things. I think that really helps women to loosen up and they look forward to it because they know I'm going to come in with that energy. They know I'm going to say mind fuckery and all the things, my ter- my favorite terms. And they look forward to that. You know, they yeah. don't, they don't want to be sitting there like, oh, I have so many problems. I mean, we can really kind of get into a loop where we're just kind of down on ourselves yeah. and really feel like everything is so insurmountable. When you use levity and humor as a healer, right? Mm-hmm. Not as a right. bypasser, because that's right. different. But using it in the healing capacity, it really, it's a game changer. And there are some times that you have to laugh, otherwise you're going to cry, but that laughter just puts a whole new energy in your body and you just start to see things clear. And I love what you said. It's not a bypass because I do believe people use humor as the bypass. Listen, you can use your religion as a bypass. You Mm -hmm. can use positivity as a bypass. 
You can use you can use a million things as a bypass to get away from feeling the feelings and healing whatever you need to heal. I think men do more of the humor bypassing than women do. I think women are more like, you know, when they get in the room with me, they're almost like scared to be with me. You know, they're like, oh my God, what is she going to say to me? Like, they think I'm going to like hold their feet to the fire. And like, you know, they're, they're like scared. Meanwhile, I'm like such a mushy lover. Yeah. You know, like I curse, but I'm the mushiest mush, mush lover. I just love on some women. So like, to me, it's the funniest thing. They start to realize, oh, I don't have to take everything so seriously. I can actually go home to my husband and he can say something and, and I could be like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. They kind of loosen up like that yeah. cursing and that humor loosens yeah. them up. Yeah, getting us out of our that old school traditional, we've got to be the no, it's all about the fun. Oh man, I could talk to you for days on end. And I get to because I get to see you at She Angel. So we get to talk. Absolutely. (laughs) But as we kind of come to a wrap up here, what's that last bit of advice that you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, there's so many juicy bits. I would say. You know, there's a big thing about sabotage right now. I have a lot of women, oh, I'm sabotaging myself. As if there's like a marauding stranger that's <laughs> following them and around in a black coat and a, tra- you know, a trench coat and a hat. And I'm, I'm sabotaging you. That's what I'm doing. Sabotage is self-protection. Mm, yeah. Sabotage is not a bad thing. Sabotage is your body saying, you're scaring me. Mm. You've gone so far outside your comfort zone. This is so new to me. This is so unfamiliar that I am just going to trip you up because I am freaked out. That's self-protection. And when you can give yourself really huge amounts of compassion when you're feeling that sabotage and know that, that the call is coming from inside the house, it is not a marauding sabotager. It's you. It's that little you inside, that little girl inside, that man and little boy inside that's like, this is too much. You scared me. When you can be compassionate to that, you can rise above it and get past it. But if you sit there and criticize it and act like it's such a bad thing about yourself and it's just this terrible thing, you really can't do anything with it. So it really sabotage has a bad rap and needs a healthy dose of uh, compassion. So powerful. And you have just given us so many things to think about. I appreciate it. I want people to be able to reach out to you. So what's the best way people could connect with you? Absolutely. They can go to lizswadek.com, which is L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. And you can book a call with me there. We can talk about masterminds. We can talk about coaching. We can talk about all my programs I do, or we can just talk. That's allowed too. Always generous. And just really, you live what you talk and teach. And I appreciate that so much. And it's been so much fun getting to know you as a She Angels Foundation member, but also moving into this collegial relationship and a friendship. So super, super happy to have had you here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This has been another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. I know you're going to love this. So please like it and subscribe. And as I always say, Until next time, hashtag stay great. Are you a professional looking to take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go to kaleidoscopemediaservices.com. Check it out. And if you feel you are ready, then set up a time to talk to me and my co-founder, Laura Neubauer. I'm your host, Dr. T. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends.